So welcome live this Halloween night to the first ever TV Ghost Watch. Who are you? What's your name? Sarah? Sarah? Um, we're gonna start with a public apology. A public apology? Yeah, I want to start this episode of a public apology because um, if you're British and you're listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> because we we're gonna make fun of you a lot, um, <laughs> but that's okay. Because I think uh, like the UK and America are the two countries you can make fun of without any repercussions. You know that is kind of true yeah the uk and america you, you, i feel like the uk is a little more like um okay to make fun of yeah uh no like a little more like not okay than america oh. is but you can still can you see can do it without repercussion the way i see it is like pretty much every country has a day dedicated their independence from britain <laughs> so i think it's okay that's to make true. fun of them <laughs> That is true, yeah. <laughs> we, we have a whole day where we get fucked up and party and shoot guns to get away from them. Um, but, but I don't want to undermine the great things that, that Britain has to offer, like the Great British Bake Off. Um, I, yeah, I haven't watched that yet. You guys talk about it a lot. I gotta try the, it. Yeah, that's all, all my knowledge on Britain right now is from Great British Bake Off and Mr. Bean. Okay. So keep that in mind, you know? Oh, God. I could tell you how to make a savory tart. What the hell was that? Sa a savory tart. A savory tart. A savory tart. Um, tell you how to not get a soggy bottom. A soggy bottom. Um, yeah. You're... Your your crisp has to have a snap. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, the, yeah, you gotta have the, the snap. snappy crisp. So I get you. Um, so for whoever is listening from the UK, I'm sorry, but you, yeah. you're very funny. So, Brad, <laughs> um, <laughs> I like how I completely just destroyed any any sincere apology. Um. <laughs> That's okay. But, we do apologize. We're. I am inevitably. We are going to make fun of British people and the way they talk. And I know I'm going to make a reference to the Beatles at some point. Uh, yeah, just because I think it's funny. Um, no, the Beatles are funny guys. They are hilarious. Paul that guy's McCartney. got a little ass. Wait, which guy? The the main guy. You know, oh, that, there's Paul like McCartney? that naked picture. Yeah, he's got a little tiny butt. A naked picture of Paul McCartney. Dude. No, it's like him and uh, what's what was his girlfriend's name? That Asian girl. Oh, you're talking about John Lennon. Yeah, him. Okay, he's got the Hank Hill butt. Look it up. Oh, I do. I think I know what picture you're talking about. But you know talking I don't about? remember. Think I don't remember what John Lennon's yeah. butt looked like. You got a little butt. You got a little asshole. Little butt. I don't know about asshole. I I didn't get that <laughs> deep into it, but I didn't go computer enhanced. <laughs> Show me uh, John Lennon's uh, rectum. Ew. <laughs> well, the the subject 
of this episode is Ghost Watch, which is a very controversial film and was swept under the rug um, for many reasons. Um, so, Brad, you you were the one, you were the lead, you were frothing I at the mouth it. to cover this. Yeah, I was masturbating thinking about doing this on the podcast. I was like, fuck. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. You know what I'm saying? I... All right, and we're ending this episode right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I was really excited because, for one, I heard about this. I've heard about this thing for years. I never ended up watching it ever. Um, mostly because they didn't know what the hell it was, and I was like, that, that seems stupid. But, like, I've heard about more about it recently, and I just thought it would be really interesting. And it sounded like something that would be right up my alley. Because, like, mm-hmm. Dax, you know I like Lake Mungo. Uh, uh, yeah. You like the mockumentary type right? kind of stuff. Yeah, and I think once I found out how subversive it was and how, like, uh, just kind of, like, f- fuck you to the BBC audience it was. Yeah. I was, yeah. Uh, it's you very know. funny in the way it treats the viewers. Yeah, exactly. Especially for its time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but so then I guess I'll start with the BBC. Um, the boy, because, big black cock. Yes, the big black cock. <laughs> in case, in case <laughs> no, you don't know out there somehow, I feel like everybody knows what the BBC is. It's like this. It's an inst- it's an institution of. Uh, British television. It's like how people get their news and entertainment. Um, it's like kind of an always an all encompassing thing. And back in the early '90s, mostly pre-internet, the internet may have been around, but it was not widespread. Computers were not yeah. even that widespread. Um, so really, the big way that people got their news and got updated things about the world was from TV by turning on their television and probably watching the BBC. It's like, mm. it's, it was like the ABC equivalent of like, like of America. Like they're pretty much the same type of thing. And like families would tune in all the time. Um, mm. One big event that I think uh, put a lot of trust in the BBC was the Gulf war, which happened in like 91. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the creation of Dr. Who. <laughs> <laughs> That was on BBC. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, the Gulf War, the Gulf War. Yes, yeah. the Gulf War. But like that, the Gulf War, yeah, and um, that was something that was heavily covered on the BBC, and it was something that audiences would kind of tune into um, and just to get all the latest information. So it was like back then, before the in the pre-internet age, it was all about um, everybody trusted what was on their TV. It was like, Whatever I'm seeing on TV is gospel. There wasn't like this internet thing going on where you could instantly look up information, see any kind of thing you wanted, see any kind of perspective, and like instantly like be able to debunk something. Yeah. It was just like and and I mean now more than ever you see so many videos. Like half of the TikToks are like all staged, like they're all fake. Oh yeah. So like now, like us as someone who's been like on the internet, we see a video. And our first thought is, is that real? <laughs> like, like we question it immediately. Right, yeah. And in a way, I almost kind of miss that, like, being... It's not. It's like kind of like blind trust in authority, basically. The naive wonder. 
Right, yeah. It's kind of like a, it would be a nice world to live in, but I also appreciate the amount of information we have. It's just now, it kind of I feel like it all makes us paranoid about anything we're consuming. Yeah. Can it you imagine um, if we all felt that way and, like, Tucker Carlson was in the 90s? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like... He's like telling us that M and M's aren't hot anymore. Yeah, and we're like, yeah. "What? They were hot?" <laughs> that would have blown people's they, minds back then. They're changing the M and M's clothes. You can't have sex with them. You can't either. Oh god, I don't want to have sex with them. <laughs> so yeah, but like the the BBC, it had a ton of a ton of pull. It was an institution. Everybody trusted them and kind of loved it so that's kind of where we bring where ghost watch fits into the picture um and it, it came about in like the uh early 1992 i believe in the early months yeah, of 92 when, first when you told me like let's watch like ghost watch i was expecting early 2000s like what's it oh. zach baggins kind of stuff yeah yeah that sort um, of thing like like clearly staged uh like oh bro you touch me bro you know some guys like on the other side behind the camera like banging on a wall they're like oh what was that i know um and and then when i was like oh this is from 92 i'm like this predates like even the concept of that oh yeah yeah Um, it's it's interesting so i was quickly uh intrigued (laughs) yeah it's so bizarre and like the story behind it is kind of bizarre but it's basically it's the the whole thing is thought of by stephen volk Mm -hmm. um and he's kind of a writer. He was writing for the BBC at the time, and he was trying to get this six-part. It was just a straight drama series of like it was about like ghosts and paranormal things happening. It was centered around this family, um, but BBC wouldn't approve it. Um, they're like, yeah, we don't want to do a six-part series. But they're like, but we have this hour and a half time slot on Halloween night this year. Mm. that do you think that your idea could fit into this time slot and so then literally he's just like okay there's no fucking way i'm gonna fit in six parts of a series into an hour and a half condense six hours basically to an episode and a half right yeah and that's but then he's like let me think about this because i can the sixth episode the final episode is takes place in this house where a whole bunch of where a new station comes and they come and set up this thing to like investigate whatever ghostly um, stuff has been going on, and then from there he was kind of like, "Oh well, this is this might be a good opportunity to actually do something pretty creative here, because you know the BBC is like an institution for news. Wouldn't it be mm-hmm. cool if we kind of made it look like it was really live and it was like really happening?" Um, right. And so basically, he pitched that idea. And uh, the producers of the BBC were like, hey, yeah, that sounds great. Like, that sounds pretty cool, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so then he ended up trying to writing that, and he figured out from there, it was like the... Uh, um, they had always been doing these... Like, it's called, like, the Watch series, for lack of a better term, on BBC, where it was, like, yeah. Crime Watch, or, like, Hospital okay. Watch, or, like, uh, this whole series of these, like, live shows... Where it'd be examining like some kind of thing, like it would be, if it was hospital watch, you'd be like inside of a hospital. So it's kind of like, like uh, have you ever seen the movie Wreck? No, I have not. 
it's like the found footage it's actually very similar probably inspired by ghost watch um where oh, it's like wow. a news crew that's like spending the night at like a firehouse for like firefighters oh and then okay. they get a call and it turns out like this apartment's been overrun by these like i guess zombies mm-hmm. um but yeah it's, it's very similar where they're just like oh let's see what the firemen do all day <laughs> Yeah, and I guess that might have been cool back then to, for people to watch. And he, and he yeah. was like, why not frame it as one of those things? But like people will think it's just like, oh, it's, this is about we're like watching like ghost hunters or like looking for ghosts mm-hmm. sort of thing. And so that's kind of where that, that idea stemmed from. And then from there, it was and then he really wanted to fill out the cast with people who were actually like um players in the bbc world at the time yeah like the host guy he was like he's like i've seen him before he's like a big guy yeah yeah and they got him to agree and like i think he was really the linchpin that got the whole thing moving because once they got him to Mm -hmm. agree he was like a very well-known figure at the time um and they even get they even got him to play himself in the special Mm -hmm. um and the whole goal as well was to get a lot of these known people to just play themselves because that lends to, to the credibility of whatever's going on. Um, so you'll see like um, the husband and wife in this. They're literally just playing themselves. The yeah. the wife, um, she had been in shows like Hospital Watch or Crime Watch. She had appeared in those already. So then like a reporter. Yeah. Type what, person. Yeah. Once they got her to agree, they're like, oh, wow, this is great. Like she'd be a perfect perfect fit for what we're trying to do here um yeah and then um it's like a very ambitious idea so then he had to look for a very ambitious director and he got um this woman named leslie manning um and unfortunately she's not done a lot of stuff since i think you know which is kind of horrible but she was the one who really put this all together and she um hearing her describe you know like like the thought process behind of like how am I going to make this look convincing to the audience? Right. Um, how am I going to make this look like an actual live show and like making it look like BBC era, like live shows like that, like hospital watch, like crime watch was like a really big, mm-hmm. uh, a big goal for her. Um, but yeah, I feel like we should just get into what it actually is. Maybe a little bit about the plot and like, yeah. you know, what we think of it. It could be pretty cool. All right. Um, so I mean, Ghostwatch it, it's it's going to sound very simple simple only because I feel like it was so ahead of its time. Yeah. Um. Like yeah. you you like you tell this movie to someone and they're like, oh, so it's like literally every goat found footage ghost movie. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's essentially the it starts like the BBC from like an actual studio, like a TV studio. Yeah. Um. With the host, uh, was it Mar- Michael Parkinson? Mm-hmm. that guy um and he's like oh tonight i'm going you're gonna enter the haunted house <laughs> um and what's cool and is he he typically played um like the skeptic in other things yeah when it was just being his authentic personality so mm-hmm. they they really they wrote the role kind of around him where they're like yeah because he was sort of the skeptic one throughout yeah yeah, exactly, um, and that's what and then, the public had known of him, like his, up until that point. Yeah, and the co-host is like this. Uh, she's like a psychologist and like paranormal researcher. Yeah, who has for the last ten months been studying 
um, this family who has been haunted, allegedly. Um, so it's really just like kind of cutting back between the scene uh, on the ground in Brighton um, and then in the TV studio. Um, but the family that they're reporting on, uh, it's a single mother um, with two kids. One girl's like a teenager, I don't know, like 15, 14. That sounds about um, right. The other one's much younger, maybe like seven or eight. Um, and they they kind of hook you because right away they show you that scene of them. Like they're like the girls are just about to go to bed. And then it like fast forwards in the middle of the night. There's like banging and like books starts flying everywhere. Like a lamp like pops. Oh, yeah. You know, and then they're like, this is just a normal night for these two little girlies. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Doing the typical, like, news kind of thing to them. Yeah, exactly. Um, and basically, they have this ghost in their house that is, like, a poltergeist. He likes to throw things around. Um, they call him Pipes because it the banging sounds like, I guess, when pipes are banging. Mm-hmm. Because um, this is old apartments. Um and they basically this family has been trying to reach out to the news and they've just made fun of them they've tried uh reaching out for help and no one's been able to help them um they don't have the means to move uh so they're stuck in this haunted house um and then our ghost watch people um are there to basically like spend a night in the house and it's supposed to be like you as a viewer you're spending the night with them as well right yeah um yeah and they even have outside and they have like that they have like another host out there who's just supposed to be outside not in the house but he's like interviewing people like oh what do you think of the situation um and then we have um our main girl sarah right that was her name yeah sarah green yeah yeah sarah green she her uh camera guy and a sound guy uh they go in and they basically just spend the night with this family uh and then ghost stuff happens (laughs) uh and i mean like everything happens exactly how you expect like if you've seen like a paranormal activity uh or something along those lines you've kind of seen it but Mm -hmm. this does it at least i think this does it very well oh yeah Um, yeah like you you know me i feel like we've talked about this before i i don't believe in ghosts i'm 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 a skeptic (laughs) um i need i need like a ghost to literally like apparate in front of me and like shake my hand and tell me like i'm a ghost for me to believe like that's (laughs) that's a ghost like i need that you know no, I'm I'm right um, there with you. I think <laughs> I I will always find like rational, con- like conclusions to like anything. Like oh, it's just the wind. That was just blah blah blah. Um, so <laughs> I, I typically when it comes to ghost stuff like this, I'm not really a fan. Um, mm-hmm. It has to be very interesting for me to like it. Um, stuff like I mean, like we both adore Lake Mungo. Yeah, uh, that's a great example of one. I guess you could call Skinamarink. Yeah, that I would say it, so. I guess is a, a ghost thing. It has it has to have like a really interesting direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, if Ghostwatch, if it wasn't didn't have this sort of late night news aesthetic to it and spin, mm-hmm. um, I don't think it would have been as interesting no. for me. Yeah. Um, 
And they do a lot of really cool stuff with that where they'll like they have people call in and I say call in like air quotes because it was like clearly like acted and pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so like it feels like people you're like watching with you and calling in and they they have like the desk of like eight people on the telephones and they're like, oh, our lines are open. You can call and share your ghost stories. <laughs> um you know yeah i get you and 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 they would have like old ladies like call in like oh you know my house was haunted by a ghost each spilled on my tea <laughs> just stuff like that um that was part of it that part of it what make, gave it a lot of charm for me and made it like yeah. kind of seem like real more real mm-hmm. than it would normally was they're not always like every call isn't always like a hit where it's like, yeah. oh, it's definitely a ghost. Some of them just sound like drunk people. Like, yeah, them's... like that one guy is just like, my cereal fell off the sofa or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it does add like a bit more of a believability because here's the thing. You watch any live thing, doesn't matter if it's like a live performance, a live stream, nothing goes right. You know, like yeah. there's always one thing that goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Um. And I mean, there were like, this is done very well. It's done very believable. Um, but you do have to definitely put yourself in the perspective of you're watching this uh, as you're someone 1992. <laughs> so the the, con- the concept of found footage is already, it's not normal. Right. Yeah. It's not a normal genre. Very few movies have done it. Mm-hmm. Like Blair Witch didn't come out till 99. Yeah. Um, Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Right. Like this, I mean. There, there's a ton of arguing of what's the or like original found footage, mm-hmm. you know, movie. Uh, Blair Witch was just the one to popularize it, but this was one of the early ones. Right. Yeah. So the concept of a fictional story being framed as, as real is is out of the world <laughs> at, at this point. Like you wouldn't think, you know, right. stack that on. Like you said, the credibility of BBC. There's no reason if you're if you're a British bloke in in 1992 watching this, <laughs> like you you wouldn't think anything of it. You wouldn't think this is fake. You wouldn't think you'd be being duped. Oh no! And um, I, one thing I want to mention that happens at the very beginning of the I know I thought it was kind of weird when I first watched it, but remember when they had the credits for like two seconds at the very beginning? Yeah, where it's like it's like a quick flash of like yeah. names like written by like apparently they were asked to put that in two days before it was supposed to air. So people knew. Yeah, so people like weren't like thought didn't think it was like too real the BBC like Honestly, to put in. I saw that and I didn't even think about that. No. <laughs> I just like glanced over. It's like, oh okay. <laughs> but maybe that's because we went in knowing we're watching a movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's with that that's kind what of premise. Is. Yeah. Um but I mean I'll say that I really liked it. Um Yeah. It it held my attention. I thought it was really good. Like all the characters are really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the ghost itself was very cool. The scares were pretty cool, pretty original. Yeah, I was. It, it definitely made my hair stand up multiple times. Like, yeah, there was um, a lot of good stuff, especially towards the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's very creative, and it's just like it's just crazy that something like that could have come out in that time period. There, there's just so many stuff like technically. And just uh, like the idea of it that was so ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's one of those situations of like, 
when you're creating this art, like, do you think of the repercussions it will have? You know? Yeah. Because yeah. cause you know it was just a like uh the like the creator, the director, all these people going like, oh, this is such a good idea, such a good idea, such a good idea. And even BBC was like, yeah, it's such a good idea. But it's so new, they couldn't predict the outcome. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, and we're, it's, we're it's not, interesting. Now movies are just like, this movie will sh- make you shit your pants. You know? <laughs> Where they're it's like true. telling you like, oh, it's going to be crazy. This didn't even like tell you they were just like it's halloween nights and like he kind of warns you like oh i'm gonna warn you it's a bit disturbing mm-hmm. <laughs> like what you're gonna see it might be scary uh but you're not thinking like from the idea that you think this is all real and you're like watching people die possibly real time <laughs> you know yeah exactly it's just it's just great i i imagine like i already was scared of ghost hunting shows as a kid where nothing yeah. happens, basically. Yeah. Uh, if I saw this on fucking TV when I was like oh, yeah. ten, that would have given me nightmares for weeks. I think. Like, and and that's exactly what happened to a, like eleven million British children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I need I need to talk about one thing. Yeah. The glory hole. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. So they they kept calling the specific door in the in their uh, in their townhouse is a townhouse, yeah, a, a glory hole. Yeah. And that, they say that's where Pipes lives. I did I'm think like, that was weird. I'm like, what the fuck is like that? <laughs> they don't have a glory hole in their house, do they? There's children here, you know. <laughs> Um, so I looked it up because I, I, I figured it was just British slang, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and it is, uh, and, and basically all, all glory hole means is just a hole in the wall. Oh, so all it means. So, so like what, what we would call a crawl space, they would call a glory hole. Really? I, I don't know now (laughs) if they do that because I think now that word has a very different meaning. Is it just like is it like a glory hole sexualized just in America then? Uh, I'm pretty sure there's glory holes everywhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and I'm about to get into that. So, so when I was researching this, I got a. I'll just tell you, I got a little sidetracked. <laughs> I got a little sidetracked. Okay. Um, I found myself down the Wikipedia rabbit hole looking at the history of glory holes. <laughs> oh God. Um, so the the first glory hole was actually made in Britain in the 1700s. Oh, okay. So look at that. Wow. Good job, guys. <laughs> you know. Um, and uh, now it's now I'm gonna turn around to make it really sad. Um, it was invented because being gay was illegal. Oh, no, that's that's horrible. Yeah. Wait, so yeah. they were using it to like have gay sex so, or something. Basically, the idea was very similar today. They were mostly in bathrooms um, where you could go, you know, stick your little knob through it. And a man on the other side would use it however he pleased. Oh, um, God. And you would be on your way, you know? Okay. That way it wasn't like seeing like, oh, do you see Charles and George <laughs> go home together last night? <laughs> After they swept the donkey shit. 
uh oh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it was a way of them discreetly getting their rocks yeah. off. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Where they weren't, they wouldn't get persecuted. Um, <laughs> That's pretty and sad. allegedly. Maybe a couple politicians and royals used them as well. Oh my god! Because they didn't want people in the public eye to know. Now that's scary. Um. So yeah, there's your history of glory holes. Um, <laughs> the the I, history of glory holes just gets darker from there. It's oh, just, I bet. Yeah, truck yeah. stops and you know STDs. Yeah. Truck stop guzzlers. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering that though. I was like, why are they calling it the glory hole? Yeah. It's just and a basement. Like they say door. it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like the little girl's like, oh, Pipe lives down in the glory hole. And I was like, the fuck does that mean? How does she know what that is? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I was genuinely concerned. <laughs> So, so I, I kind of figured that was the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so an, another segment, like we said on the show, to kind of add to the sort of live feel is that people would call in, um, and they would have even like in person interviews with like people that would tell their own ghost stories. Oh yeah. Um, some of them were a bit more interesting than others. Uh, but one I wanted to to talk about was the 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 demon that spit on this man. <laughs> because i thought this one was very funny it was no that <laughs> was the most entertaining one i don't know if it was written like that <laughs> but it's just like it's like this story of this guy who he was like eating right and like he just saw a spit fly into his food <laughs> and which i don't understand like does it just where does it come from you know what i mean yeah, did you just see a drop in there or something? Yeah, <laughs> and he, and it was funny because he's like, "That's gross. I'm not gonna finish my food." <laughs> like, like he sounded more like mildly pissed off. <laughs> um, and then he says like it like uh would like spit on like uh his shoe. Um, so he was like, "Hey." Like he like said out loud to Hey Ghost, I'm I'm not dealing with this bullshit anymore. You're gonna stop spitting on me and my food. Um and then the next day the ghost retaliates by shitting on his walls in the bathroom. And what the the part I think is most funny about this story is the way he describes it, like he's not amazed. By the fact that poop and excrement yeah. is just appearing before him. He's, <laughs> He's more like just annoyed. pissed off that he has to clean it up. Right. <laughs> like, he's like, he's like, I had to wipe that off my knob with my bare hands. Disgusting. <laughs> it's and not it makes like, it all the more funnier that he's doing it in like a really comical sounding British accent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you like, know? you can tell he was like the humor one. I feel like you're right. Yeah, I feel like it was supposed to be kind of kind of funny. Like we need a lighthearted one in here. Yeah. <laughs> and then okay, let's cut back to the girl that's getting physically abused. <laughs> right. <laughs> um so that stuff like that little little antidotes made it feel very real, which I think increased um the effectiveness. Yeah, and uh, the uh, um the another thing I wanted to mention as well is the 
the acting in general is also yeah, pretty it's very good. good. Yeah, it's like there's some parts in there that don't kind of ring true in their performances, but like they all do a really good job, surprisingly, of like being able to sell it. And I think in something this, like those this, little that's girls like really too. important. Oh my god, yeah, the little girls were they're were so great. good. Yeah, they were great, especially when the one is like possessed. Oh my god! I was like yeah. oh my god! And she's like behind that couch, like in the corner. Yeah, yeah. That was a scary image. <laughs> yeah, like incredible. Yeah, it's it's very good. My okay, so like we're we're not you know British people from 1992 watching BBC on Halloween night. We're twenty <laughs> uh, something year old men in the Midwest who watch <laughs> movies a lot. Yes. So. When we're watching stuff, for me, there were while it is very effective, there were some parts where I was like, okay, this is things are going a bit too well for this to be a live thing. Oh yeah. Um yeah. some of the shots they got. <laughs> I was like, okay, come on. Yeah. You know? Like the framing is too good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I definitely felt that way because um I don't know if I mentioned this before on the live sh- on the on this show before, but like I, I used to work on in live a live news show for three oh, years. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're probably watching this, and you're probably like, yeah. "Oh, that guy's not holding the dingle bop right." <laughs> well, what what really got me when we're talking about realness to a, a, like a live program with live shots like that is there is usually a significant delay between what's happening in the studio and what yeah the people in the field can actually hear. So like. Mm-hmm. You'll be talking and it won't be, it'll be like three or four seconds later that they can actually hear you finish your sentence. So like, mm-hmm. it's possible that they, cause like in this, they were like instantly picking up from one another, right? Yeah. They're like, like they're, the studio and the people on the ground were having basically a conversation. Right. Yeah. It was like, there's no delay at all. And I'm like, especially back then there was yeah. not the technology to be that, um, to be that quick with transmitting video and audio that quickly. Um, Cause even now to do that, it's super expensive. You have to use like satellites to be able to do that. And we used to do that when we were um, getting live shots from ABC headquarters where we get people calling in cause they had the technology to do it. But it would like, it would cost so much money to do it per second. You had to like turn it off the moment you were done. Yeah. Because like you did not want to break the bank by leaving that on accidentally. <laughs> mm. So yeah, it's like yeah, like it, that that was one thing that was really breaking the immersion for me. Um and then hey, yeah, you're right. Things were maybe, just a little too perfect. Maybe the Ghostwatch people they broke bank for that. <laughs> it's possible. They, they knew they were you know what? All right, Brad. Let's buckle up for this one. <laughs> <laughs> the ghosts were on a different frequency and they were helping out oh my god they were Hypes getting wanted his story told <laughs> so he was giving their little antennas a little boost <laughs> he was trying to con he was using them to contact like slimer oh from ghost and muncher muncher yeah. yeah i love muncher he's awesome why why wasn't muncher in this this movie would have been better if it had muncher that is so true i wanted him to eat someone alive <laughs> like oh this this ghost this fat disgusting creature's been <laughs> kicking in my door and eating all my crumpets i don't know i don't know what british people eat. Brit like 
He ate my eel pie. <laughs> my, fish my fish and chips pie. Yeah, my fish, fish and chips. Uh, fish and chips, chips is like the go-to. It is. Yeah, that's too obvious. I feel like it's too obvious. They British people like everything in a pie. That is, like I've noticed pie. that. Yeah, like they're like, let's just take take this like rancid food and just put it in a crust. <laughs> You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> what what they needed was Paul Hollywood there. Oh, is that the Great British Bake Off guy? Yeah, okay. he would have he would have walked into that kitchen and he would have been like, "Oh, yeah, it's a bit too cold in here." <laughs> I think you got a ghost? Oh, I could God. never make a creme pat <laughs> in this kitchen. <laughs> You've also got ghost cum. Ew. On the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> On the fridge. <laughs> Were you having a little pissing fit with it? I think it came on the fridge. <laughs> you gotta use that for your ingredients. Yeah. You can't you can't be getting ghost cum in your ingredients if you're gonna bake a good pie. <laughs> it's wasteful. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta, you gotta just spoon up all that ghost cum. Turn it into a nice meringue. Oh, like we said, we're so sorry, British people. This is so stereotypical and, and inaccurate, I feel like. No, it's perfectly accurate. You, you told me Paul Hollywood wouldn't... Make a meringue pie out of ghost cum. You know, I, you're right. I guess I don't know him like at all. So yeah, you gotta you gotta torch the tips. It gets the uh, ectoplasm taste. <laughs> ghost cum's got a high acidic count. Cuts right through the tautness of your raspberries. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. my god! Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right, it's too good. Uh, turn it back into serious mode. All right. Um, <laughs> when I get talking about cum, I don't stop. That's a problem. Yeah, we just never stop. We've we've made a lot of cum asides on this show, unfortunately. Well, and the thing is, it works with ghosts. Because you're telling me in Ghostbusters, like that wasn't supposed to be cum. D- yeah. You and know? there there was already that ghost blowjob scene in that movie. Yeah, so you know, let let us have it. Right? <laughs> um, but one one interesting thing that I do want to point out that I think it also adds to the effectiveness, and it kind of plays to like kind of predicting how the viewers are perceiving it or are going to. Because um, honestly, I think this whole thing is a very it's a it's a really it's a shot in the dark. Because they didn't know how this was going to be perceived, you know? Like, mm. if no one bought on early on that this was live, it would have been a laughing stock, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. people would have been like, like, when they were doing cooler stuff like this, people were like, oh, this is so fake. Um, so it was kind of, like, lucky that it worked out for them. Um, granted, it was very effective, but they they would do one thing t- to help the effectiveness. There's one part I thought was really neat that kind of toys with the audience is when that one caller calls in and she's like, hey, in this frame, I thought I saw a man. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know? Yeah. Um, 
and she's like he's like a bald he's wearing like a black dress uh he's like black eyes uh and so they're like okay like we'll review the footage and you know get back to you um and we saw that footage earlier and it was clear there was no man in the curtains right yeah but they show it again and there clearly <laughs> is <laughs> And it's not like it's not like just a dude standing there. It's like clearly like a shape almost. Yeah, they they do it really well where it almost blend, kind of blends in with the curtain behind him. Yeah, and then like the host, they're like, "Oh, I don't see it. I don't know what that lady's talking about." She's like, "I I reviewed this footage for hours. I didn't see anything." Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they show it to you later, they took out that guy. Yeah, again. Yeah, again. So it kind of tricks you. Like, and, you as a viewer going, like, oh, I see it. And then they show you, like, did I see it? <laughs> right? It It's really interesting. Yeah, um, it's it's a, like a cool little trick. It's a creative uh, way to, like, kind of scare you and make you, like, not trust yourself, you know? Yeah. Where you're just like, did I just see that? It's like, and the, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, just so cool. That was the scene I heard about um, where I was like, that just sounds like a really creative, like, kind of cool way to creep you out. And that kind of got me in on this wanting to watch it um because yeah it's just really 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 creative and well done mm-hmm. yeah and like there's so much stuff like it's already like a really good idea mm-hmm. and they just add on like little kernels like this that just make it great one, and one other moment yeah. um that really kind of spooked me because it made my hair hair stand up is when they're listening first of all they're listening to that tape recording of like an alleged ghost voice in the house yeah and that like the way the go- the voice is talking is already really creepy, right? Mm-hmm. And then all the studio lights kind of like go dark, and it like does this like really slow zoom up pan to like them like in front of this tape recording on their on this table, mm-hmm. and then it cuts to the lady, and then in the background, very very ever so slowly, you see like this figure emerge yep. from like the darkness. Yeah. And it's, like, so slow and, like, so uh, creepy looking. Like, you're not even sure if it's a, a figure at first. And then he gets closer and you're like, oh, shit, that is somebody. And it, like, just moves in, like, kind of an inhuman way that, like, really mm-hmm. just, like, makes you, like, it just creeps you out. Very similar to, like, Lake Mungo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, exactly like that. Yeah. Um, that Speaking of things that made us poopy our pants. um <laughs> I want to talk about when they open up that glory hole. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they didn't find some, like, 60-year-old grandpa's cock at the other side. Um, <laughs> although that might have been just as scary. Uh, but when when they open it, like, they don't open it fully, but from the angle you have, all you really see is, like, a shoulder and, like, half a face. Mm-hmm. And it's clearly not, like, human. It's, like, very pale. Yeah. Like, pale and dark at the same time. Uh, <laughs> but it's very scary. Oh, God, yeah. it's You see it just for a brief, brief moment, but it just, like, oh, you're like, what the fuck? Did I just, did I just see that? Like, was that yeah. just a figure in it, there? <laughs> it goes on a fear of mine. I don't know about you, uh, mm-hmm. but I don't really like windows open at night ever since I was a kid. Oh, um, me too. Same with, like, opening doors into dark rooms if it's nighttime, because I'm always scared of what if I open it, and there's just, like, a man standing there on the other side. Right. (laughs) Completely irrational. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
But if I was in that house in Brighton in 1992, that fear would be reality. Because mm-hmm. that's what happened. <laughs> um, I just don't have a glory hole in my house. <laughs> Which, now I'm going to start calling that glory holes. I Yeah, no, that's a good term. <laughs> Thank you. We don't have those in the U.S. See... <laughs> In in Britain, they they have ghosts in their glory holes. We just have like thirty two dead boys <laughs> in ours <laughs> that a clown Buried under keeps someone's in there. house. Yeah, yeah, under someone's house. That's what we do with our glory holes. <laughs> Would you know John Wayne Gacy had some kind of makeshift glory hole? Ugh, in his house, a sexual one. Is there another kind? No, yeah, he just he like pulls it like a one of the little horns, like the like clown horns. He puts his hand through, he's like honk the horn. Oh god! <laughs> he puts like the little red nose through, and they go up to honk the horn, but then he moves that out of the way really quickly and puts his penis there. Yeah, they just grab his balls. <laughs> and he's oh, like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you!" <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> and I'm picturing like you know on Halloween when Michael's like banging on the stall door. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's really bad because children die. Bad. But, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> but glory holes are funny. That's the moral of the story here. They are. It's a new word for our vocabulary, a new useful yeah. word. Yeah. And that we're going to get a lot of looks for using. <laughs> Probably. I'm like, I'm like, what? They said it on the BBC uh, special 1992 Ghost Watch. <laughs> can't say it now <laughs> um. oh, I mean I personally I don't want to get too much into spoiler territory because I do think it is a very interesting story yeah um, yeah for and sure. I think the scares are always are very original uh and I think they're very fun and and they had this one element to it that I kind of liked was there was kind of this uh people saying like like is this right for these reporters to be like in this family in like a very vulnerable time because mm-hmm. um, they separate the mom from the girls the mom's oh, in yeah. like her own little interviewing <clears throat> booth yeah and the girls are clearly like scared shitless and they just want their mom um, yeah that's right and and there's a lot of tension there and it's very cool like during the scene when one of the girls gets I don't know what's happening to her but she's like abused and she's clearly not responding uh and it feels like the the Sarah character is like really likable. She is, you yeah. Know? She she gets she along really do, well with the girls, for sure. Yeah, and she doesn't do what like everyone is like, "Oh, this is great. Get the footage." She's like, "Guys, let's leave." Like <laughs> they need space <laughs> right let's go get water let's get a towel for it. i'm like oh that's like really nice mm-hmm. um <laughs> so it's cool that they made such a like a like a news character that wasn't the typical like oh this is gonna get so much money mm-hmm. a, a real lou bloom you know oh my god yeah they could have easily gone that route i'm, I'm kind of glad they didn't based on what ends up happening um yeah because you don't want anything bad to happen to anyone. No. Yeah, because they they definitely feel like real people. Maybe that maybe point. that guy outside that would, like, randomly say stuff. Oh, God, yeah, that guy was kind of annoying. Yeah, he was kind of weird. He would just randomly break out into noises. <laughs> He's like, 
<laughs> hey guys, we're in front of this uh, haunted house that has been tormenting this family for 10 years. Their children are sick. They don't get any sleep. They're horribly depressed. Uh, <laughs> here's my Michael Jackson impression. <laughs> and he would just like start making noises. And he was one of the like people who was just playing like himself in the special. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like maybe that was like his personality on like some sitcom. So mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you got to act like you are on that sitcom. Yeah, be funny. Yeah. <laughs> Go to make the children laugh. Go make them laugh. You know what? They need a, they needed Mia Goth to play one of the little girls. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like adult <laughs> like, Mia Goth. Adult Mia Goth as the little one, as like the seven-year-old. On her knees. Like yeah, just she's like, in her normal pipes. voice. Pipes, are you here? <laughs> Want to play with my dollies, Pipes. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I love Mia Goth, but I don't believe that's her real voice. It's it seems yeah, it seems like she's hamming it up a little bit. She doesn't even have to. I feel like people just like her anyway, you know. Yeah, but I mean to be fair, she's a very interesting character. So I guess it fits. Like if anyone's gonna have an interesting voice, I guess it should be her. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Because like imagine if just like a I don't know like a five eight normal looking blonde woman had that voice. <laughs> I think that would be scarier. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you think know, she's a little if she crazy. sounded like a little Victorian doll. <laughs> I wouldn't like that. I love how every time you describe her voice, it's always a different term. And it's always <laughs> really funny. <laughs> Mia God's voice? <laughs> yeah, Mia God's voice, yeah. It, seriously, it sounds like 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 a little street urchin in the 1700s <laughs> or something. It's like, please, mister. <laughs> Just a just a little nick of your bread. That's all I ask. <laughs> like it's like really high pitched, and it's like it's like fake. I don't know. Yeah, it, it just, does. It, it just does sounds fake. like someone doing a bad impression of like a little child, <laughs> a little British child. Sounds like if we were trying to do an impression of a British child. All right. Yes, I just sound like Mia Goth. I don't even try to sound like a child. I just go, "What does Mia Goth sound like?" Okay. <laughs> And one thing I think is funny that you never hear her like actual voice in any movie. Though, yeah, she pretty much talks like that in everything, doesn't she? She just talks normal. Yeah. So like, <laughs> you know, the director's like, yeah, you know your voice. None of that. <laughs> I'm that. Even like 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 an Emma, where like the cast is like all British, she doesn't have that like high. Oh, really? Pitched voice. They tone it down a bit. Yeah. That's the one movie I would think she would do that in. <laughs> And it would work, because she is like a little Victorian doll. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I want to, it would be so funny if like Infinity Pool, she had that. Oh She's my like, god. Okay, Mr. Skarsgård, I'm going to toke on your <laughs> cock now. <laughs> Did you end up seeing that? I haven't seen no, that No, I yet. still haven't. Oh, I want to know if it's good or not, so if it's worth my time. Uh, we'll find out. I'll watch it eventually. <laughs> the second it hits whatever streaming, I'm watching it. Yeah, it looked interesting. I want to see Skarsgård naked butt again. Hell yeah, brother. Like we did in Northman. That was awesome. That was awesome. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, I think Ghostwatch could have a Northman type ending, and I think it would have improved. That's true. Yeah, the, uh, the Michael Parkinson guy is just naked. Yeah. 
they they fight and they he challenges pipes to a volcano fight. <laughs> oh my god! Um, no, it's on the scaffolding in the studio, like up in the lights yeah. <laughs> above the lights. <laughs> the light it's like almost dark. There's just like the flickering of the lights. <laughs> yeah. Everything's falling apart. Yeah. Well, one thing I did read that was very funny. Um, with the ending of the show, while that was going on, um, his agency's phones were blowing up. Because oh, people heard thought about he was actually in danger. Yeah, yeah. Um, and apparently, when that was going on, the ending, the BBC was getting so many calls it actually crashed their system, their like calling system. Yeah, that's what I heard. It was so people. A lot of people described trying to call because they were like either mad because they knew it was fake and they were like mad at the BBC for trying to pretend it yeah. was real, or they were calling to like like what the fuck was that. But like people would call and it'd be like blocked up, like the switchboards would be completely just shot. Mm-hmm. Like thirty thousand people called something like that. That was yeah, the it was a huge amount. number. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I know it said eleven. I think it was like eleven point seven million people were watching it. Damn, really? That many? Huge numbers. Holy yeah. shit! I mean, when you think about <clears throat> it, like back then, I mean, there was more television channels, but like specifically, like. Not anymore. People do like Halloween night stuff, you know? They just show the same old movies. Right, yeah. Where, like, rarely, I feel like when someone's doing an event like that, you want to tune in, especially if it's on BBC, like the one channel British people watch. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I, like I was saying, it's like an institution. It still is, really, uh, BBC. Yeah. It's like everyone knows about it, everyone has watched it at some point. And yeah, back then it was like I think of like the Ed Sullivan show. I mean, obviously that's way older, but like, but I mean, and even now there's like so many subcategories of like BBC as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. I like Mr. Bean a lot. <laughs> he was my favorite. Was he a BBC show? I don't know. I don't care. It was cool. <laughs> I I still have to this day. I have every episode on DVD. <laughs> Because I liked him that much. He was funny. <laughs> they should have had Mr. Bean solve, solve the pipe case. <laughs> he just goes in there oh and destroys God. their home. <laughs> um, a Mr. Bean well, ghost watch crossover. Yeah, it's just him. They're like, all right, uh, Mr. Bean, this EMF reader is worth $10,000. And he just immediately drops it. He's like, oh. <laughs> that'd be cool (laughs) and then like when the ghost comes like he gets scared too with the children they're like where'd Mr. Bean go he's supposed to be investigating (laughs) he's like curled up in the corner with the little girls (laughs) that is actually something that Mr. Bean would do I could see him easily doing that (laughs) yeah they're like Mr. Bean you have to go into the glory hole and then he like perks up he's like what (laughs) the glory hole (laughs) the only time you hear him talk yeah right it's like, it's like show me where the glory hole is <laughs> oh god I can get some ghost sloppy hell yeah from the ectoplasm it adds a little bit of lube know what I'm saying brother natural lubricant it burns but it burns in all the right places <laughs> I like the idea of like Mr. Bean having like a 90s action hero voice he's like Duke Nukem <laughs> Oh, that's um, terrible. So, well, one thing I do think is really cool uh, with Ghost Watch um, is they still somewhat do it. I think they 
they did this on their 20 year anniversary, but they started this thing called the National Seance. Um, oh. Where pretty much, I think on the 20th anniversary, the creators did a live stream, and pretty much everyone starts the movie at 9 25 p.m. on Halloween night. Really? Um, That's awesome. So that way everyone's watching it at the same time. Um, and and they would have lines open that you could call and report like anything mysterious happening while you're watching it. That's really cool. Wow. It is very cool. I don't know if they still do it, mm-hmm. but they said it's been going on and they did it last year in twenty or they did it in twenty twenty one. Um, it's just like a fun thing I guess the fans do. Mm-hmm. Um and like they'll like people will live tweet on Twitter like Whoa, I'm watching Ghost Watch. It's 9.37 and uh, a plate just fell in my kitchen. <laughs> you know? My bag of chips fell over off the couch. Yeah, my my bag of munchy munches. I don't know what they call chips. I just, whenever I like think of like what a British person calls it, I think of like what would a child call this thing? <laughs> you know? Like if a child, if a child saw an item but like didn't know the word for it, what would they call it? That's what I just think British people call things. <laughs> oh my god! What would Mia Goth call it? Think of what, it in chips? Mia Goth's voice. No, I'm just saying. Like, if you're ever wondering what a what a British person would call it, you just say, "What would Mia Goth call this?" Yeah, thing? what would me what would Mia Goth call it? <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Um. But yeah, that's cool. I think that's a really cool thing that they still do that um, is cool and, could... uh, and I, it does this thing that I think is really interesting and this is why and this is actually what a lot of these ghost shows use mm-hmm. um, I forgot what the smart technical term is um, but basically if your brain already has in its head that it's looking for something whether that's a feeling um, an emotion oh. something it's searching for something it will find it Mm-hmm. Um, there was this really interesting app that was going on around like the COVID times and basically it used it like geolocation where you would type in you would pick like two words so you would pick maybe like dark and uh, I don't know something like dangerous or something like scary words you know mm-hmm. um, and it would triangulate and find a location that was like within a certain mile radius you set and the idea is you would go there and so many people would like record what they saw if when they went to that location. Some stuff was like, oh, they found like it was all these dolls, you know, or these people would like walk in like the forest at night and they hear like a like a weird noise or something. Oh, that's kind of um, cool. It's cool. <clears throat> but like the app itself is like bullshit. Like it literally just it's picks just random. A, like a ra- it's random, but the thing is what it uses is it puts those words in their brain. So if they're like thinking of words like, I don't know, like like creepy uh, and murderous, you know, they <laughs> they're already those are in their brain. So when you're at said place, no matter what it is, you'll find it. Like I see. Your, your brain will find something to fit that keyword no matter what. And I feel like that's like what a lot of those ghost shows do. Where yeah. they'll show you, like they'll they'll prep you ahead of time, like this is what you're gonna see, and then they'll show you an image, and it's probably not there. Your brain <laughs> is just like, oh yeah, I can see it. <laughs> Only because Zach Baggins told you 
that there was a figure there that was totally a ghost. I feel like um, Skin and Marink harnesses that. Yes. That 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 phenomenon pretty yeah. well. Um, um, because you're terrified and you're looking at shots of hallways. Yeah, just like black, black with like a noise filter over top of it. So that makes things look like they're moving when they're not. And like you're like, mm-hmm. did you see something poke out of the darkness over there? It's like right. It's a very creative use of that in that movie. Well, let's get into how the British people reacted. Yeah, Brad, yeah. what what did they think of Skinnamarink? Did they love it? Did they hate it? Skinnamarink. Yeah, what did the British think of Skinnamarink? <laughs> they re- uh, unanimously loved it. I, I'll say that. Oh, right now. okay. They were like, "Oi, bit scary, isn't it?" <laughs> I reckon I could kill that bloke. That skinnamarink try to skinnamarink me. Skinnamarink him right back. Skinnamarink does kind of sound like a British like word for some it, reason. It does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I skinnamarinked him out at the pub last night. Oh god. It sounds like to trick someone. It does. Yeah, no, it definitely does. It sounds like a fucking like very whimsical way of saying I tricked someone. <laughs> yeah, like a word SpongeBob would use. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll go with yeah. The controversy and reaction to this was not good. The moment it aired, obviously, yep. we were saying before, calls were coming into the BBC like crazy. It was their switchboards were jammed up. They could literally not take any more calls. Um, and immediately after that, the BBC had to put out a statement saying. Oh, that was not real. Okay, this everything is fine. Like, there's not actual ghost shit happening. Like, everybody in that special is okay. <laughs> and basically, it was them. They, 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 BBC, the higher ups, never anticipated this becoming a cultural phenomenon like it became. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't think you could predict that. It was all no. new, right? And the way the director described it in a documentary I watched was she was always in close contact with him and um, with the, one of the producers and BBC. And mm-hmm. he was in contact with the higher ups a lot. And months in the months preceding us, he, he always told them like, hey, we're doing this. We're like trying to make it look like it's real. Like, is that OK? And they always said yes. But he, mm-hmm. that guy was a successful producer at the time, like more successful than the rest of them. So right. they all just kind of like, oh yeah, you got it, whatever. Like, yeah, went we along know, with it. We know your show's going to be successful, sort of thing. So I think it, um, it, they immediately were doing damage control because so many parents were calling in complaining, like their kids were traumatized. Yeah, there. I heard, I've read and heard a lot of stories of people where they're like, kids are like throwing up because they're so like anxious and scared. Mm-hmm. Um. And even the worst part of it, which is probably the most depressing part of this whole story, um, um, was that a child um, well, actually committed suicide because they were so scared uh, about what they saw. They thought ghosts were real. Yeah. Um, and that is really just like a kind of tragic. Um, and I think, you know, it, it kind of brings in the conversation of, how responsible are you as an artist to the work you put out there and how you put it out? Like how responsible can they be held 
for like how people perceive it, how people react to it. Mm-hmm. I think that's always been kind of a, a something at the forefront of the conversation, especially of violence in, in media. Um, it's constantly, I feel like every year there's a new movie that people are. Yeah. There's are some movie about. that people are afraid that Redditors are going to misinterpret and then shoot up a school. Right. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> no, exactly. Joker, I feel like was the last big one that was like that. Joker was the big one. I feel like we didn't really have that big of one last year. No, no, not really. There's always like those, like the vocal minority of people that like fucking talk about John Wick. I feel like every time oh, one of those comes out. Too much violence. Yeah. Which is annoying. Um, but but John Wick doesn't have any bad ideologies to it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's like... But from my understanding um, is that BBC uh, was very quick to shift the blame yeah. onto anyone but themselves. Right, yeah. <laughs> Especially when it, like, I read the parents of that boy that killed himself. Uh, they basically went to BBC saying like they, they they're open. They fully blame BBC for it, mm-hmm. and BBC basically said uh, we are going to sue you. <laughs> really? That's horrible. Yeah. Oh my god. The the parents literally there was some line the dad said where he's like we would like to take action but we can't afford it, and we were told that if we tr- speak out they will sue us and we can't afford that either. Oh my god, that's so terrible. Yeah. And and the boy, he actually like he wasn't a kid. He just had a learning disability. He was like eighteen. Oh, really? Um, that old? But the parents said he had a mental age of thirteen. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, but apparently he was like very nice. Uh, he had like a job. Apparently he had a really good job. Um, he had a girlfriend and everything. Like his life was like perfect. Um, like he's doing really good for someone like with a disability. That's such a shame. Um, yeah, but that just shook him so hard that he couldn't basically live in the world with the idea that there were like ghosts because he thought it was real um and i don't know do you read like his note i i heard a little bit of it i think yeah where he's basically saying like um like it if they're if ghosts are real then you shouldn't worry about me because i'm going to be one yeah that's what it was yeah he's like if if ghosts are really real then don't worry because i will be one too Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah, very sad. Right. Um, and I, I, I de- I'm of the opinion that definitely, I think this is a a really nice work of art, this this special, but I think that um, it, BBC could have done a much better job of yes. letting people know beforehand, like, hey, this is a drama, like, this is not real. Yeah, um, they're defense was that you know how like here on network television like if it's past i think for us it's like eight o'clock p.m like they can show like the naughtier stuff Mm -hmm. you know like they can say fuck they can show boobs stuff like that yeah yeah um and because it aired at like 9 30 or 9 25 or whatever i guess that was bbc's like no kids watching this right now like that was their like adult swim time you know I see. Okay. So that was one argument they had. Mm-hmm. Where they were like, no, well, a kid shouldn't even have been watching this anyways. You know? <laughs> but that's like saying that you rate a movie R and no kid is going to watch it, you know? Right, yeah. And I feel, I feel like, like with something like this where, like, you're, 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 like, portraying it in a way that's supposed to make the viewer think it's real. Um, yeah. 
you need to be even more responsible than you would be for like even an R-rated film. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you need to be more on the ball about warning people about it, you know? Cuz mm-hmm. as it is, it just kind of came out of nowhere. People probably heard about it in like TV guides at the time. There was like like we said there's nothing like the internet where you could just look things up. It's like Yeah. They it, they just saw it happening and they thought it was like a hospital watch yeah, uh- or crime watch. Other sort of than thing. those, like you said, those credits in the beginning, they would have had no reason to believe otherwise. Right, and even I've seen a lot of reality shows like that who still have writing credits. Yeah, when when they're meant to be real, so it's like or even, they start with uh like movies. They'll start with the uh, this is like what you're watching is fiction. Blah 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 blah. Yes, yeah, something like that at the beginning would have gone a long way. I think, um, you know. But even still, you could miss the beginning. I, I know a lot of people, I read stories from them about seeing it, said they, they missed the beginning credits portion of it, so they mm. never saw the written by thing. They just came so in they like... they jumped in. Yeah, they came in five minutes and they, they saw like Michael Parkinson and they were like, oh, hey, I know this guy. Like, what's going on here? You know? Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's just overall very tragic and like it... It just it caused the BBC to just bury Ghost Watch in general. Like yeah. it, it's only aired on TV that one time. One time, and it I only got one physical release, and it was like a very limited run. <laughs> yeah, in like the late two thousands. Right. Yeah. They they actually did uh they did a DVD and then they did a Blu-ray release in this past year twenty twenty two. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It, and that's that's a really Which good you release. Got. Yeah, I would highly Big recommend flex. it. <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's no, very I, good. I'm, but um, for you that are interested, you can watch it on Tubi, and yeah. it's uploaded to the Internet Archive as well. Oh, really? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, so you can, can pretty it. much watch it for free. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't. Yeah, I feel like it's it's easy to. Uh, get the the dark part of this this ghost watch thing and just kind of consume it and no one because i feel like a lot of i found it about ghost watch from what i call like youtube sensationalism like where it's like you see videos that are titled like the tv show that uh killed a child or something like that Mm -hmm. and then like you're like you're interested because of that and you find out about it but like they're never actually about the special itself it's always like about the kid and yeah it's about the story behind it and yeah what happened so i thought it would be really interesting to see like what exactly it was about like because i'd never even seen clips from it really and i think watching the documentary was really cool to see all the actors in it come together um and they even had some other filmmakers like a um i've never seen this movie i was gonna ask if you had seen it but it's called host it's from 2020 oh host is good oh okay yeah host host is like the only good covid movie (laughs) that happened (laughs) it's one of the few um and it takes a very very saturated genre of i don't know i guess you would call it like internet horror yeah where like unfriended and that kind of oh yeah, yeah that yeah. kind of steaming dump yeah <laughs> um and like what if we took like a really interesting spin on it okay 
it's yeah. i would highly recommend checking out host it's very good it's on shutter yeah it's they they had the um the writer and director of host on the documentary talking about ghost watch and they were basically mm-hmm. like describing how they ripped off ghost watch for a lot of its a lot of the stuff in there they said there's even a ghost watch easter egg at one point oh um, really? like a character yeah they have to put in a password and the password is ten thirty one ninety two, like the date that Ghostwatch aired originally. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they said that a lot, like the some of the scenes in it are like the the camera work and everything is like directly inspired by some of the house stuff when they go in the basement in Ghostwatch. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were just saying like, yeah, it's how it's it's inspired them and their filmmaking like so much. One, and, you know host just like ghost watch was a little bit like it was doing new stuff because mm-hmm. there's one scare in host that i think is really smart and it's there a girl like they she's already like well aware that like something's in the house with her mm-hmm. um and she like the power's out and she's going through like her apartment with like the camera like facing like her so she's like holding her laptop um and she's like pulling like showing the room to see if anyone else can see anything and she has like a filter activated and it's like a mannequin mask filter and it just picks up something oh that's in the room that's a good idea terrifying (laughs) that's awesome i want to watch this there's like nothing there so it's just like a floating face filter and it's like it's like so simple but imagine your grandpa watching that He wouldn't understand. No, yeah, it's it's way too high level, high level technology. For He'd be like, "What is that? Is that ghost? Is that little girl ghost?" <laughs> so, yeah, host, good, good movie. Yeah, and I want to watch it now. Maybe we'll, we'll review it at some point because I, I would love to we watch should. that. We, I would love to do a like internet type, like I don't know what you what the exact genre is, the computer horror genre. <laughs> Um, I think that'd be very fun to do. I want to watch Unfriended just because I saw that trailer so many fucking times in the theater. Oh my god! Then we got to watch Unfriended Two. Oh god! <laughs> There's a second one. Yeah. Ugh. I've, that's it terrible. It was called something stupid as well. Unfriended T O O. Unfriended Two. <laughs> oh no! It was just called Dark Web. Oh, that's boring. Like they went to the dark web. Oh, shit. That's scary. I don't like dark web. Yeah, they bought some snuff. <laughs> they watched. It's just uh, It's just the girl watching um, Obey the Walrus. Oh, my God. I forgot about that video. Yeah, it's just them watching like what was scary on YouTube in 2009. <laughs> She watches like "Don't hug me, I'm scared." Right. <laughs> How it was kind of ahead of its time and inspired a lot. There's watching this now. I can see a lot of movies that took from it. Like Host is one of them. Yeah. Um, Lake Mungo, especially. Yeah. Um, because Lake Mungo sells itself as like a real documentary. Um, yeah. And you I... see the most horrific shit happen. <laughs> yeah, it's just so. It's like viscerally terrifying and i think the uh, the creators yeah. of lake mungo directly have said it's very inspired it by that. ghost watch yeah so so of paranormal activity when they made mm-hmm. that they were like yeah 
Ghostwatch is like a huge inspiration. Um, I'm curious about Blair Witch. Do they know about it? Well, Blair Blair Witch, they I don't think they've ever explicitly said whether or not it's inspired um, by Ghostwatch. I remember I watched that that Shutter series. I think we both watched it. Cursed Films. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and in the Cannibal Holocaust episode, they interviewed the creator of Blair Witch, mm-hmm. and they asked him like, "Hey, have you seen Cannibal Holocaust? Is that where you got the found footage idea?" And he was like, "I've." He's like, "I didn't even hear about it till after we made the movie." Um, and he but he said that he's like, "If I." had saw Cannibal Holocaust, I probably wouldn't have made Blair Witch. Oh, interesting. Because they, he's like, what what they were making, they were like, this is original. And it was, okay. to an extent. Yeah. Um, But what Blair Witch did really well was like the whole viral marketing. Yeah. Yeah, that um, was a big part Where like of that. they kind of created buzz, they created a fake story. Mm-hmm. So you were already like, oh, is this real? And then you're watching this movie and you, your brain kind of forgets it's a movie because you saw real life articles about this. <laughs> so That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah and I, I, I definitely think Blur yeah. Witch is like at least somewhat inspired by it because I, I was thinking about, I added Blur Witch late into my list of movies that seem inspired by this because I think one of the clear inspirations is the way they handle the whatever the ghost is and how it's yeah. kind of mysterious because in ghost watch, they have like two different possible origins for this ghost. Yeah. They bring up two. Yeah. And you don't know which one it is exactly. And in Blair, Witch, they do the exact same thing in the Blair, Witch, they do so much stuff. I thought, and well, like, I thought the main ones were it's, it could be a serial killer. Yeah. Or a literal witch. Like, yeah, but that's in the it was woods. always that thing where like you would like it would put you in the corner. Oh, okay. That was like one consistent thing. And that's like in Ghostwatch how they kind of put the pieces of the story together was all the callers seeing the same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Which is cool because it let the audience play along. Yeah. So you at home, you're like, Oi, bruv, I've seen that black dressed bloke. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so like you were like oh yeah i'm I'm call i'm with these guys i'm with these callers you know right that makes sense (laughs) oh but yeah i mean like it's uh yeah it's just it's very and it's kind of a shame that it's been buried the ghost watch in general it's just like i feel like if no more people knew about it it would be much more celebrated um because Mm -hmm. It's just such a, it was, yeah, we've said it multiple times already. It's so ahead of its time. Like, it's crazy to me that people would even think to do that in that age of TV and the age of the pre-internet. It's like such a ballsy thing. And what's crazy is the people that did this are like nowhere now. Right, yeah, they're all You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Partly probably because of the controversy. And Mm -hmm. I I don't think maybe people, BBC wanted to give them any more (laughs) work. (laughs) But you think like, oh, like like now, like a new horror movie comes out. You're like, oh, we have a new voice in horror. You know, like I'm looking forward to seeing his stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're like, these guys just really didn't. Yeah, it, it's kind of a shame. I mean, honestly. he, I, because I, I looked at the guy's website, the Volk guy, and he's done um, like movies and wrote books since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nothing to the success of Ghost Watch. Oh, God. Do, do you know what I read? from him hmm. the 
at the end of the the booklet that came with the Blu-ray release I I got, he wrote like a sequel to Ghostwatch. Oh, I okay, I heard about a sequel, but I didn't I didn't know what it was. It is or if it I, ever came to fruition. I actually I didn't finish it because I didn't like it, but it was like, it was he was it was like him like trying to come up with ways that Ghostwatch could still be real, like if mm. that really happened. Where he's like, oh yeah, my, uh, Michael Parkinson, uh, he had to get years of therapy afterwards. He's okay now. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's literally what it was. He just doesn't talk about it because it brings up too many bad memories. <laughs> yeah, no one. The, the one of them was the it was it was I was just like this is so stupid because they were talking about like the blonde Sarah mm-hmm. girl how she like he was saying oh she really did disappear that night but they got a look alike to go out in public. I'm not joking. That's literally what? what he wrote. Yeah. So BBC covered it up. Yeah, that they look alike to, to replace her. I know, and the whole premise of the story is that they want to do a Ghost Watch two, and they, um, the Stephen Volk guy is like, "No, you can't do that. No, he's he's the Lubus. <laughs> yeah, that's literally In what it story. is. <laughs> yeah, it's so dumb. You you can't let pipes out. <laughs> he's evil. No <laughs> one can stop him. He's gonna haunt that flat in Brighton." <laughs> for the rest of his years it's he's just waving so a true. pistol around oh my god i would watch that movie in a heartbeat i'm not gonna lie <laughs> yeah that'd be pretty awesome well <laughs> that's ghost watch i guess yep that's ghost watch um i think it's safe to say we both like it mm-hmm. um good job to everyone that made it uh fuck you bbc the bbc um yeah BBC, more like uh, Big Brown Crap. Oh, right? cuz they took a crap on this movie. Yeah, cuz they really they really fumbled the bag on this one. They took a crap on it, stomped on it and then threw it in a garbage can and lit it on fire. And and a ghost spit and and excreted <laughs> ecrement on it. Like the yes. ghost in Ghost Watch. <laughs> I want to see a movie about that guy. If they're gonna make a Ghost yeah, Watch I want to see too, that guy. just making it about what that guy's experience. I don't. I and I don't even want it to be about a ghost. I just want him in therapy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah. It's like, oh, I was sitting on my fucking loo, and out of nowhere, this bra- big brown turd just starts appearing. Out of nowhere, just thin air, just thin bloody air, starts smearing all over my door. <laughs> I had the. I gotta touch that shit, over... you know. <laughs> it smeared all over my Beatles album. <laughs> it it turned my yellow submarine into the brown submarine. <laughs> Got poop all over the vinyl. <laughs> it sounded Australian there. It did. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Cro- uh, the crocodile hunter fighting pipes the ghost oh yeah <laughs> imagine the crocodile hunter but it's like a ghost show like he's on ghost hunters that would be awesome like oi we've got a big one today mates <laughs> oh god you hear that you touched me was that you that touched me <laughs> it was just like him he like he pulls up the uh like the little camera and there's just like a floating crocodile 
Oh my god. Like like, <laughs> like an obscure shape of a crocodile. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I would have seen um I'm assuming you're talking about Crocodile Dundee. What? No, dude. Steve Irwin. Oh, Steve Irwin? Oh, okay. Steve Irwin. That's my bad. I forgot his show was called Crocodile Hunter. Yeah, even though he doesn't hunt them. Yeah. But I assume Crocodile Rescuer doesn't sound that interesting of a show. No. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I like Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin and Mr. Bean were two childhood icons of mine. Steve Irwin, he's got a hot uh, wife. (laughs) (laughs) That might be the funniest thing ever. (laughs) Oh my god. We're ending this. We're ending this right now. the love of his life <laughs> no i said she was hot i don't like that <laughs> something about it i don't like <laughs> my god all right um that was ghost watch um you like like we said you can watch it on tubi for free uh it's on internet archive for free uh maybe october 31st you can join the national seance yeah uh, and join in on twitter or whatever they're doing this year i don't know if they're still doing stuff but it sounds like regardless fans do it on twitter anyways so <laughs> um that, that might be fun to check out on halloween hell yeah um but yeah um follow us on instagram facebook subscribe on youtube if you're listening on spotify we're on youtube and if you're listening on youtube we're also on spotify Oh um, yeah, brother. We're everywhere except Apple we're Music. Ev- I don't think we're on we're, Apple. Yeah, fuck you, Apple. <laughs> <laughs> I like how let's let's just let's just curse out big corporations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Burning bridges before we even have the chance to. Yeah, make them. yeah. That's what my therapist <laughs> says I do. Oh my god. So. <laughs> All right, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.